0: what's going on everybody spring is in the air and summer is soon approaching i know that we've been in this panorama for the longest it's been a whole year and we are tired but things are opening back up and travel plans are looking promising so i want to tell you all you can go ahead and get your spring and summer looks with the priestess yes that's right you can go to priestessbeauty.maven.com and baby you can change your look instantly we have human hair wigs we have virgin we have yaki we have everything peruvian get your glam on with the priestess go to priestessbeauty.maven.com everybody we have confidence in ourselves right so if you are confident i want you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash yannick taylor and pick up the confident pussy line and the ethical whole line yes honey support black creatives and support black businesses honey you need the shirt especially for the summertime so get that confident wop and ethical hole merchandise today let's start the show ne- this is your girl the priest is never your mistress I pray that everything is well with y'all things are well I have been super busy and I do apologize for my absence I have had a lot to go on mentally and work wise and everything Um, after my birthday after the birthday episode I had a little bit of some issues happening in life but now thanks be unto God I survived it and I'm pressing through Um, A lot has been transpiring. Um, But again, I'm pressing through. In other news, I'm 35 and I'm fabulous. And things are well. And as you know, we have the vaccine out and available. And yours truly went and got herself vaccinated um, on this past week. Um, And for real, when I tell you, my arm was sore for a few days But I didn't have any side effects My concern will actually be the second dosage That will be my main concern uh, But preferably I don't have any side effects Or anything like that And hey I'm going to be able to do what I need to do Have my fun, get my collabs in And travel again Also In other news, in other news, I want to give a shout out to Black Excellence and my Black Business of the Week. I want to give it up for my homegirl, my sister, Miss Jamison. You know who you are. Y'all, go check her out on IG. Her IG handle is at dog underscore on underscore stylista. She's a dog groomer. And an all-around professional when it comes down to pet care, dog styling, doing everything. Um, it's Dog on Stylista, located in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can find, I'm going to have the links for her and her business on in the show links. But you can find her on IG, Facebook as Dog Apostrophe on Stylista. And when I tell you, they do some wonderful work. And I have to give it up. Y'all, please support this black business. Support my sister. We go way back. Please go support, support, support. We've got to support black business. Okay, girl. Okay, okay. And with that being said, um, speaking of happenings in the black community, uh, many of you know um, about the trial against murderer Derek Chauvin um, that we witnessed kill George Floyd. Um, last year and last May he is on trial and they are doing the closing arguments and the world is um, yeah they are yeah they're ready for something to happen and I noticed that some businesses have started boarding up and girding themselves because we don't know what to expect but y'all let's keep an eye on this and if push comes to shove we're going to the streets we are going to those streets, no holes barred at all. No holes barred at all. But again, everything has been well with me, everything is good. I cannot complain. We're gonna go into I Was in a Cult shortly, but I wanted to leave this tidbit with you all very quickly. Many of you all know that I support those who engage in sex work or who are sex workers and as you know that sex work is work and we're seeing that discussion being handled more as we see the the increase in people starting OnlyFans and things like that to supplement income especially since the pandemic and people tend to have this thing about sex workers as as and I'm going to say we for a specific reason So I can include everything in it um, as I have experience in sex work. No shame here. But when it comes down to sex workers, pay what you owe. If you hit someone on their business page and it states what type of work that they do, it is pretty freaking disrespectful for you to go and ask them for free material oh and they tell you please read my profile these are my rates or send you what they charge and you block them that's disrespectful and cheap do not hit them on any of their social medias asking for free stuff they're doing work and despite what you may think sex workers also have boundaries because if a, search, if a person is a sex worker that does not give you the right to jump in their DMs and say hey how are you I want to smash or if you see their escort profiling you hit them on their personal page to where they're just living their life they're not discussing their business and you ask them to smash that's very disrespectful of you to do so they may not want to hear about that outside of them doing the work you know and i think it's crazy that people have this thing that because you are a certain thing that you're supposed to settle for 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 less than what you are like come on honey you wouldn't go to the grocery store and ask them uh, could you um, get groceries on credit you don't do that you don't go to the car lot and ask them um, hey can I get a discount on this you wouldn't do that to them so why would you do it to sex workers like for real why would you do that and It's crazy at the people that have so much to say about sex work, but what they don't realize is that every time you watch porn, watch adult entertainment, you're supporting sex work. And if you have a problem with sex work, stop watching porn, plain and simple, and stop demeaning sex workers when these are the same people. That you watch TV to and get your rocks off. That you watch and get your get your rocks off, and you act like, well, um, I don't want to pay that for them because I can go to Pornhub and stuff. Okay, that's fine and dandy. Go on over to Pornhub because what you won't do, somebody else will, and it's not taking money out of their pockets. We're not asking you to support, but if you if you are going to be the type of person to ask for certain things, just support, just support and if you partake in porn or like their videos if you can't pay for whatever reason all you have to do is share and retweet tell your friends about it help them build their business don't sit there and open up your mouth and talk trash about people because they're doing sex work. they're paying their bills and how is it affecting you how is what they do with their bodies affecting you and to popular belief and I have to stop right here and I, and as a trans woman myself i want to clear something up and as a, as a person who has experience in sex work myself i want to clarify something people who do sex work they're not they're not doing that for attention they're not doing this because they just want sex they're not doing that because they're tricking anybody they are they are doing that for survival purposes now some people have the luxury and the privilege to do it for fun but some people don't especially queer and trans people who may be kicked out of their homes or cannot keep a steady job or who may have lost their jobs during the pandemic and why y'all are worried about what's going on in other people's beds honey worry about your own soul salvation worry about that job that you're working worry about what, what you need to worry about Instead of worrying about who sex workers clients are I was on a panel On one of my live streaming apps And This person said well Mind you this is a younger cis person So they don't understand a lot I'm going to give it to that But The crazy part is They had all of these opinions About sex workers And I had to stop her And my thing is for those that support sex workers, let's get rid of the idea that they're all married or on the down low or they're lonely or they just can't get a date. Some people actually go to sex workers because number one, they want to. That's their money. They can do whatever the fuck they want to with it. Number two, if they want to support a sex worker, it may be a fantasy that they have and they're willing to pay that person to make sure that person is taken care of. Or it could just very well be that that person knows what this person does and want to make sure that they're compensating them for that time. But whatever the reason, it is none of your business as to the transactions. But not all people who support sex workers are cheating on their wives or husbands they're not all on the download looking for something these could be probably out and proud people or these people could be in open marriages or could be single as fuck and could get any person that they want but they choose to do this they prep they more than likely don't want the attachment but they want that physical contact they want touch without all of the emotional and commitment and they're willing to pay that person and commit to hey look we're just doing business but regardless keep your mouth shut your mouth about the things that you know nothing uh, about okay shut your mouth about things that you don't know about and one, and by me being having experience in sex work um, I remember when I escorted during my times as an escort as just yes, doing amateur film doing different things in that line being a phone sex operator i learned that s- these people that are in en- engaging in sex work and also that support sex workers they can do it because they ha- are able to and to support a sex worker and those who engage in sex work From my experience, it was because my job was dead end and I needed to pay bills. It was things that I wanted to do. And I don't knock anyone. I don't knock anyone for being an exotic dancer or a dancer. Let me put it like that. A dancer or being a stripper or having an OnlyFans or even escorting, doing whatever they need to do. I can't knock that because they're making a dollar and despite what you say it is none of your business what they do with their money because they're trying to survive and i don't understand why especially with men cis men and those that that go after trans people and queer people why they demean people as hoes for simply doing what they do on a regular basis but getting paid for it y'all sit there and down sex workers for them not fucking for free but y'all out here having sex with any and everybody for free but y'all but y'all have no morals sex workers have morals we are very particular about who we deal with especially us trans and non-binary people because our identity is seen as a tool to kill us and for one when I would in modern times I'm going to put modern times more recent times where I have engaged in such work I always let somebody know where I was going and I had a certain and i had and even even with when i'm just going out with someone on a date on a regular regular date i have my way of scheme of scanning them out of weeding them out of vetting them because my life is precious my life is too damn precious to let somebody take and because of everything happening in the world it has it, it it behooves us As trans people to be careful especially When we're going out on dates because it's not Safe for us anywhere And I do want to solicit prayers For two young women Out of Charlotte North Carolina Unfortunately um, We found out that earlier this Month two trans Women were killed Um, And this has been within The last two weeks the first homicide Happened April the 4th um, With Jada Peterson and on April 15th, there was another young lady, Remy Fino, or Fennell, um, that were killed. Uh, two men, Darius Long and Joel Brewer, have both been arrested as of April 16th, charged in connection with both women's murders. And no matter... Th- these young women were hairstylists. Remy Fennell was a hairstylist. And she was a great person in the community She did not deserve to die like that No one deserves to die These are upstanding Outstanding individuals You know These are outstanding individuals And no matter what went on in their life mm -mm, It makes no It makes no sense It makes no sense And we have Jada She was an all around loving person Active in her community Doing the best that she could to help people. Showing love to everybody. And that's what us trans people are. We are not a threat to anybody. We're not out here tricking anybody. We're not doing anything to anybody. We're just showing love. Making a dollar. Doing what we need to do to survive. Yet we're killed. So stand up. Stand up. And I have this to say. If you love dealing with trans women. Then you should be able to stand up for trans women. Stop going after trans women if you're going to be silent about when black trans women are harmed, brutalized, and murdered. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Let me get off my soapbox. Here's a quick word from my sponsors and some church announcements. I'll be right back. Hey what's up everybody This is your girl Yanni T The priest is never your mistress Thank you all for your love and support of this podcast I am asking As we continue to break great content I'm asking that you stop by and hit our cash app That's dollar sign Yanni T Music The money doesn't just go to me But it goes to help other trans individuals Other trans organizations And every time you share It helps keep the lights on I love the work that you all have been doing and thank you to my supporters and y'all we also ask that you leave us a review let us know how we are doing and if there's anything that you want to discuss please do not hesitate to tweet me at cwtpriestess at gmail.com or email email me at yannittmusic at gmail.com i would love to hear from you so y'all love love and be free let's get back into the show and we're back let's continue this now we're going to go into what everybody's come here for Me talking about my experience of being in a religious cult back in the day. And as I'm sitting here recording this, y'all, I have a vanilla caramel candle burning. And this candle is giving me absolute life right now. It is giving me absolute life. And I'm just so happy that I have this particular candle in my world. Oh, my goodness. Because as I sit here in all of my glory, I am taken to a new place with this candle. So I want to also give a big shout-out to an Instagram post, uh, to an Instagram creator, Wife and Duo. They're creating a safe space um, for those recovering for church trauma, like myself, your favorite heretics. Y'all go follow them. They have a wonderful post that deals with church trauma. And y'all can follow them on IG, your favorite heretics. And I'll post all of their links and things. um, But they have a post – they have a whole series called "Church Trauma Can Look Like." They have a part one and a part two. So we have many things, and I love it. I love it. I love it. And in the um, in the previous um, episode that I did about me being a part of said cult, um, oh my goodness, we talked about like we went over a general overview of that and i want to talk about some the one of the things that made me leave that church um and how it really hurt me to the core so one of the things that really bothered me um about this was during the time that i was going through an abusive relationship and i know i talked about this on the other episode um and this is something that i did not i still don't i still i'm not gonna say i don't comprehend but i comprehend it now because of certain ideas that they had Um, one of the things that really bothered me was um mind you i was dating this person and The relationship was not the best of relationships. Um, Every other day, it was an argument between me and my ex and was constantly putting hands on me. And it hurt. It really hurt. It really hurt that they would do that. And again, so one day was one day I left this ex and I finally started really Um, and godmother prophetess, prophetess godmother. And I were talking one day and she said, well, what's been going on with you? You've been kind of off lately. I said, well, I was dealing with a situation. I was dating someone, a guy. And he was cool, but he started putting hands on me. And as I'm talking to her, mind you, I'm reliving This experience, I am reliving, being punched in the face, being burnt with cigarettes, having bleach thrown in my face, having my hair pulled, being drugged throughout my house, fighting in my bathroom, having my nose injured, me breaking his ankle, different stuff. And I'm having this experience while talking to her and she was like, are you okay? What happened? Did you press charges? And I was like. I said well. I said. He moved out. Two of my friends helped me get out of the situation. And. You know. I didn't press charges because they told me. That he had kids. And I didn't want to take them away from his kids. Mind you. At this time I was a very impressionable. 24 year old. Still finding themselves. Still trying to figure out who they are. As a person. And. She says to me, Well, I'm glad that you're okay, but you know that's the punishment you get for um, for you being gay. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I see where you're going. And that hurt that hurt me so bad because I'm like, you are, and this is what I like about the post that I saw from your favorite heretics. Um, they talk about sin watching. And I'm going to call this not only sin watching, but But. victim blaming because of sin. Okay? So I just told you that I went through a domestic violence case. I suffered through domestic violence. And instead of praying for me, because I survived domestic violence, you want to pray the homosexual out of me. You want to pray the gay, pray the gay or the transgender out of me. Yeah. Let's see how far that goes. And I really felt some type of way about that because I'm like, here I am. I just could have lost my life. But all you can see is the sin that was in my life. You couldn't see that I was suffering pain, that I was suffering, you know, because of someone that I love. But you you could see what I was doing in my bedroom. And it really caused dismay for me because i'm like you are so focused on the wrong thing whereas you need to be focused on the fact that i just went through a traumatic experience and instead of helping me heal helping me get through this like the good book says you're focused on my sexuality which does not make sense to me and i feel a lot of times a lot of sex in christianity a lot of church people overlook things like domestic violence, overlook abuse, and really focus and harp on someone's sexual or gender identity, which God could care less about that. I've never understood why religious people across all religions are so concerned about what people do in their bedroom. And it really hurt me. And it was from that point on, I said, I need to leave this church. But, it was more so, how do I do it? How do I get through this? How do I make it out of this? And mind you, one of the things that constantly happened in that church, they would call people out over the pulpit, over the guise of prophecy, when in reality, it was based off of conversations that we had during that week or at some point in time and it always happened especially when someone started progressing spiritually and started getting certain advantages advantages, um, over prophetess godmother and her crew and again to me this is a part of sin watching I felt like sin watching contains so much and it was crazy because I was so scared that they would hurt me, number one. I was scared that, you know, I couldn't be friends with any of them afterwards. And this is a part of what the Your Favorite Heritage Service Abuse is. Um, one of the things that they were trying to do as I was in the process of moving and trying to figure my life out, and I was, unbeknownst to them, I was planning my exodus from the church, so I really started focusing on work. Looking for other employment and looking for another apartment. So what they would do, which is a part of service abuse, thank you, your favorite heretics, is guilting you into volunteering and acting as if it's your moral obligation to the church, no matter if you had a job or if you had schoolwork or if you had obligations to your family. And you know, it was only—it was so crazy because they only really me around to ensure i kept serving because it benefited them but that's a whole nother thing but one of the things that pissed me off was i had to work and it was on new year's i had to work and they were having a watch night service and i knew already knew that i was going to have to work in advance because i had christmas off the way that I worked at this particular job at the time, if you had one holiday off, you had to work the next holiday, it would alternate. So it was to give people a fair chance. And I told them, I said, y'all, I can't get off. It's mandatory that I work. I asked, They can't find a replacement. So I have to work.
1: The whole time I'm at work,
0: this was leading up to the time because um, this was leading up to before this incident, actually. They were saying, well, you know, God wants you to be off. At that time, I'm like, well, I can't get off. God understands that I have to work because if I don't work, I don't eat. That's the Bible, you don't work, you don't eat. And I would use that rationale. There was like, well, you could have called off. You can't do nothing. I'm like, no, I'm at work. And I got so frustrated that I put my phone down. And I said, you know, I really need to leave this church, but how? Then I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's my fault. And that was a part of that narcissistic abuse that I went through. We're going to talk about that later. But then also going back to me leaving the church at this time, I was moving and our pastor's anniversary was that same day. But things fell through and I had to be out of my apartment by a certain day. And I was getting that done because I had already told someone that I was moving in by a certain time. Well, I told them, I said, well, I'm going to be a little late to service because I finally got someone to help me move my things. I said, I'm going to be a little late. And mind you, I was the church musician. And mind you, they already knew in advance that I needed to move. And I didn't ask them for help in moving because I was planning on leaving that church. And I didn't want them to know where I was moving to because I got tired of the pop-ups at my fucking house. I got tired of the pop-ups at my house just randomly popping up for nothing just to see what I was doing. And that kind of put a fear in me that, oh, I have to be at home all the time or I can't have company over because it'll seem like I'm hiding something, which I'm not hiding anything. I'm just having company. Like, can I have friends? Can I just live my life? So I didn't ask them for help. I just asked them for help and helping me find somebody that could help me move my stuff. And I was going to make sure it was somebody I knew that wouldn't tell my business. But it fell through, thankfully. But when I got to the church, I was met with the nastiest and dirtiest of looks. And for those that say, oh, well, you should have had that taken care of. I did have it taken care of. But something fell through with one of the people that were going to help me because they ended up being in an accident. And got injured that day, the night before. So i had to change plans at the last minute so what ends up happening i get fussed out and i'm like well i already told y'all that i had to move and that we were trying to figure out the moving truck they wanted me to just hold off on my plans come to church and worry about my things later when this needed to be handled now mind you during this whole time no one from that church offered to help me i could call the name of that church out but i'm not going to be messy they could have helped me. No one offered to help. And I wasn't going to ask. I wasn't going to ask. And. It. It. It really hurt. That that happened. I said you know what. I'm just going to go ahead and, and leave the church. Because at this time I was dating someone. And they saw how I was being treated. They saw how I was being treated. I said you know what. It's, it's, it's really time for me to go. It's me to go so i spent the, i spent a few weeks planning and after that i finally left because mind you during all this i am still dealing with night terrors nightmares having. having ptsd because i'm scared that this man my ex could come back in my life and you thought they would reach out and ask me how i'm doing about that no they never once asked about that they only asked about who i was sleeping with And I will never forget, shortly before I moved, I had dwelt a little bit in um, drag. This is before I started transitioning. And I believe this was the point to where I really started figuring out myself as a person. So these people at this church,
1: I had confided
0: in someone that, yes, I did drag. And I wasn't ashamed, but I... And she and I talked about it. She had her issues with it. And we talked. I said, well, I just did it for one time. You know, just to see how it would look. Like anybody, a lot of people experiment with dressing as a different gender. Like for real. Because she would oftentimes dress very masculine and parade as a masculine woman. um, Just to flirt with other women for fun. But when I dressed up in drag, it was an issue. So a couple of days later, it was Sunday. And I'm sitting there playing the music and all of a sudden the, the pastor which was her mom comes up now mind you this is after I dealt with this stuff in my abusive relationship she gets up what they didn't know was I, had, I was getting ready to do a big show at this club in Charlotte I was making my debut as Brigitte Denise I was making my big premiere and I was planning my exodus so she says to me She says, she gets on the pulpit. She says, you are a man. You are not a woman. You're not supposed to dress in those things. You need to get rid of that demon out of you now. And they crowd me and start praying for me. And y'all gonna think I'm hella for this. I just went along with it. Because I'm like, I'm so over this. I went along with it. And they asked, are you okay now? I'm fine. I'm fine. And It had gotten to the point that within that time of me getting ready to leave, um, the pastor's son, who was also a preacher, but he had his own church, comes in and proclaims our church fast. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this fast because I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't feel like doing it. Like, why am I here if, you know, every time I pray, I'm still who I am and I'm still conflicted in who I am. I'm still conflicted in what I desire. And it has nothing to do with sin. And one of the major things is I wanted to record a secular album, record gospel, and do some art songs. And when I voiced my dream in a Bible study, it was clearly told to me, those, those does not glorify God. You need to sing strictly gospel because God doesn't honor that. And it made me second-guess myself as a person. And with all of that, coupled with you did not even think to help me through domestic abuse or refer me to counselors, yeah, it was time for me to leave that church. And the fact that they watched people sin so heavily, oh, my gosh, it was just so embarrassing. And one of the things that killed me, this is at the height of the skinny jeans craze, i had on a pair of slim fitting jeans now mind you i'm not the i'm not the most but the, the voluptuous person i am i'm a thin built person but i'm nicely toned so i was wearing things you know to kind of experiment with my style that fit me properly that looked good and i remember wearing this nice suit that had been tailored to fit me i'm looking good i'm getting compliments from everybody you know i felt good about myself today
1: had my hair
0: nicely cut i had got my own little haircut style you know and i had got some new jewelry i was looking good and i ended up going to church that sunday and i'm sitting in the i'm sitting at the keyboard and all of a sudden prophetess godmother her mom comes out of their mouth and if you are a man y'all need to stop wearing Y'all know what y'all doing. Y'all letting these men look at y'all jump. Y'all ain't even doing it for the women. Y'all trying to get these men's attention and stuff. And y'all know y'all wrong. That's that gay demon in y'all. I said, okay. Okay. I see how this is. So y'all are sitting here finding stuff to pick at in the congregation. Y'all not even going by the spirit that y'all claim to be flowing in. Because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is not rude at all. God is a gentleman. He is not rude or disrespectful. He says, behold, I come knocking. I'm not going to barge my way in. And the way that this was being taught was God as a tyrant and that he would immediately strike you down for any sin that you committed. And it got so heavy because every now and then, if I went out of town to see my family, I would always be asked what I did and I would be picked apart. So I purposely would hide information. I was like, watch me end up getting a prophecy about this. Sometimes I wouldn't get a prophecy, but sometimes it would be. And I realize now that it was all gaslighting to get me to spill the beans. So. I had enough of the sin watching and blaming the victim because of their sin and the victim blaming. I had enough. So I left the church. I left the church and granted for a few months I was stalked very heavily by this church and on the next episode of this podcast we're going to talk about that again I want to say thank you all for listening y'all live love and be free don't forget to support all of our sponsors and our links. live love and be free Smooches.